What's up, Rich Brands? Welcome to a very special edition of the I Am Sheila Michelle podcast. Today is June 15, 2023, and today marks seven years that we lost my son, DJ, to drug and gang violence. It's also Father's Day weekend, and so I have two very special guests um, today, two dads, um, two prominent men in business and entrepreneurship. And I'm so excited uh, for them to share their experiences with us. First, I want to welcome Mr. Michael Nouns. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I was just chatting with Michael, and the first thing that we need to know is that he's a Pisces. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he is a Pisces. So are you a true Pisces? What is is a true Pisces? Pisces are very analytical. Oh, yeah. Like, they're going to think some stuff through. Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm not going to say that y'all move in silence, but y'all definitely like to move correctly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I guess in that sense, I'm definitely a true Pisces. We like to make sure everything is meticulously put in place, um, especially in business, before we start to bring out certain products. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I think that, that defines a lot of uh, my personality. I love that. So this episode is very special to me um, because, as I mentioned, today is seven years ago that I lost my son, which is the reason why I'm sitting on this couch as an entrepreneur, to be quite honest, in the space that I'm in. And we're going to get into the space that you're in and the space that I'm in and, you know, how those two worlds connect. Um, It was also Father's Day weekend that year, you know, when he passed away. Um, and I would, ju- I think it's very important, you know, to know, you know, we, we talk about dads and the roles that dads have in the lives, you know, of their sons, but you are a dad, right? You're right. A, you're the key right. figure in the role of not a son, but a daughter. Right. Yeah. Right. So I want to talk more about that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I love speaking about that. I'm a girl dad. So, um, you know, obviously it's important that all parents are in their, their children's lives, but it's just something different between a father and a daughter and that relationship. Um, and so, you know, I take pride in being, you know, the, the best dad on the planet is what, you know, is what I feel like I am. Um, and it just, it, it also, you know, shapes me and it pushes me to just, even in the, in the business realm, to, um, to just go just as hard, if not harder, um, because she's in my life and, I, you know, she's watching, she's always paying attention. And even the conversations that we have, everybody thinks that she's a lot older than what she is because she's so smart mm-hmm. and, and it's it's not done uh, with, without intention. Right. Like even the schools that she attends is important. Um, I always tell people that, yeah, the school she goes to is extremely expensive, but um, but education is, is expensive, but even more so the lack of it, right? The lack of education can be, um, can be completely um, the opposite. So, you know, you have to invest in that education and, um, and that's, that's a lot of what our banter, our back and forth is about. You know, um, I've always challenged her to, to get straight A's and she's done that. She's a mm-hmm. Woodward War Eagle, a Golden Eagle. And so it's important that, um, that I lead by example. I'm a Howard University graduate and, and it's important that she see her dad in a different light, mm-hmm. right? Than what most people see our culture as. So just leading by example and just letting her be that source um, to, to push me to be, to be as great as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that because having having you as a guest today allows us to touch on several points for I call them my rich friends. That's that's my community. Um, You know, we can talk, you know, your 
obviously a very successful man. Appreciate it. Dad, you know, African-American man, transportation, you know, entrepreneur. So, you know, there are just different segments or titles or, you know, groups that you could place yourself in if you, when you want to and maybe when you don't want to. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to get into this conversation. Um, There were so many things that I learned and I continue to learn, you know, from my son's um, murder, you know, Mm -hmm. about our young men, about our African-American men. And so um, it's kind of been our mission to connect more. Right. Um, you know, just because you're in the same community or ethnicity group, it doesn't mean you're connected. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And so um, I'm looking forward to, you know, just hearing your thoughts on how to do that, you know, especially because you're in a predominantly male-dominated industry. You right. know, how can we really, how can we as women, you know, connect more with men and support you all, okay? So keep trucking transportation. It's the premier destination for owner-operators housing full-service programs that guide professionals through all parts of the transportation industry. You started with 12-box trucks. You now have semi-trucks. You buy, you sell, you dispatch. You've helped a number of professionals reach their business goals by helping them start and expand their fleets. You've got a concrete model, um, and you've you developed that from your research, from your trial and error, and tell us more. Well, Keep Truck and Transportation, uh, first of all, for those who don't know me, I'm Mike Nelm, CEO of Keep Truck and Transportation. I'm a father, first and foremost, Howard University graduate who specialized in leasing on both owners as well as owner operators. Um, Keep trucking, you know, it's, it's, we, we call it keep trucking for a reason. You know, in this industry, you have to have a solution for a problem before it exists. And pretty much all I am is I'm a fact finder. Um, I'm someone that's gonna solve whatever issues come our way, right? That's pretty much my role every day, all day. And in doing so, we started to develop um, different resources to help trucking companies stay afloat. Um, And then we'll piggyback to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, just the recidivism rate and incarceration and how how this actually plays a dual role. Um, So you have an investor, they may say, hey, Mike, you know, I got a couple hundred thousand, I wanna get into this trucking industry. Um, the problem that a lot of people have is they don't have that mentorship or that constant business support um, from, from the gate. And so a lot of times people are just throwing money into the industry. So what we wanted to do was provide different resources. Um, our last rooftop mixer, I think we funded like 2.4 million. And it's difficult for people that look like us to be able to get into this industry and get commercial funding. And, and so we provide that. Um, we have issues with trucks breaking down. And instead of just you know, people always complain about the industry and I always say, well, what are you doing to change it? So mm, we knew that, like um, that mechanics are charging a lot to do simple repairs. So instead of complaining, we just opened up our own roadside service. And so every year we just challenge ourselves to just add something else that we didn't do or didn't have the time to do, um, but that the industry needs. So that's pretty much keep trucking. We're, we're a service company. We're one of the only companies that has those different layers of resources to provide to people who are leasing on. Um, and to couple that with, you know, consultations and mentorships. It's a, it's a difficult industry, but it, but it doesn't have to be if you just use those resources that's available to you. Right. But what industry isn't difficult, right? Right. right. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been a business owner quite a few times, and I think that's probably why Keep Trucking is a little bit successful, because I use just different business practices, and, and I was able to combine them into one, one company, right? 
Um, but a lot of times people get into business, but they're they, they're not business savvy. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't know the the proper way to structure their business, or even how to hire staff, or when's the time to hire staff, or what's the price point to pay them to stay afloat. So we we provide all of that. Um, I mean, I can kind of go on and on, but no, that's, I love that's, it. that's essentially what we do. We just figure out what the issue is, and then we just implement that into our company. So you mentioned you had some prior businesses, and mm -hmm. you kind of have, that has, you know, kind of, it's been a melting pot, and now right. we have Keep It Trucking, which I love that name, because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. Keep It Trucking, right? right? right. That's, that's life, right? right? That's a life philosophy. So why exactly did you become a trucking entrepreneur? Well, I had a, a medical firm. Okay. For about 10 years. I had a collection firm for about 10 years. And, but those things are kind of like a dead end. There's like one or two ways maybe to, to, to figure out to how to turn a profit. But in trucking, there's multiple streams. Um, and I just thought it, was, it, it would be important to tap into an industry where I can pour myself into, help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've done thousands of consultations mm -hmm. and mentor hundreds of people. But to figure out different ways to make money. Like I always liked real estate. So I developed... Um, with trailer purchase and rental. It's just, it's, I call it mobile real estate. It's the same form if you're gonna buy a house and flip a house or buy a house and put a tenant in it. We're buying these trailers for 30, 40,000, renting them out for 1,400 a month. Trailer real, you know, trailer, mm -hmm. trailer real estate is really much what I call it. So it's just finding different ways to, um, to pull your resources together. And now I think we're probably around seven to eight different streams of income in one industry. Um, and so, um, that's really why we wanted to really dive into that. the trucking industry. Yeah, it, it needed this help. It needs help. The industry's, you know, it suffering. Needs some support, so, right? Yeah. So, in other words, people need to give to the industry, not just take. Exactly. Gotcha. That's, one, that's one of the things we say when we go to these uh, these trucking events. I would say, you know, a lot of times people go to the event just to kind of take back knowledge, but I like for people to go to the event to to provide it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just one melting pool of knowledge, which leads to success. That's awesome. So between your education and your life experiences, what advice would you give someone who is struggling right now in trucking? Well, of course, I'm big on education. Um, and that's why I preach it a lot to my child. Um, you have to educate yourself. There's, there's plenty of mentors out there that you can tap into. When I first got into the industry nine years ago, there was no one to, to get this information from. There was mm -hmm. no dispatch training classes. Um, there wasn't any trucking events, really. Um, and so um, so I think it's important just to kind of tap into a mentor, get a mentor, and, and really use that mentor for every resource he or she can provide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that. And I think that, so really that advice would apply to anybody who's struggling as well as anybody who wants to get started. Right, right. And that's why we offer lease on program, because we, we essentially take investors, owners, owner operators, and we run the business for them from start to finish. And then we actually educate them along the way so that they know how to, to pretty much um, swim on their own when it's that time for them to kind of go out there into the world and do it themselves. They're already they're already knowledgeable. And so, um, and then we still offer that support. So leasing on, if you're in the trucking industry and you're struggling, it's important to find a company um, that can actually do it for you and educate you along the way and then provide um, a vast um, of, um, of resources for you. Because that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talk to us a little bit about I can tell, like, you're solid, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody isn't. Right. So talk to us about what you would consider a winning formula for, you know, identifying the right people to work with in this industry and, and more importantly, maintaining those relationships. Word of mouth. Like, word, word of mouth um, 
just ask around, word them out, you know, just just listen to what the people are saying, the people that's in your um, in your network. Um, and then just like, I love social media, it's the gift and the curse, but you can actually just go back. Like just go back and scroll and see what that person was doing four or five years ago. Um, you know, just, just, just kind of pay attention to um, if they're able to shift along with the industry. You know, what we did eight, nine years ago is not what we're doing now. Is, is there growth? Do you see the growth? Um, and just kind of pay attention that way. But I think word of mouth is, is just amazing to kind of figure out if that's somebody you want to do business with. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really good. Um, what about difficult decisions? Because like I mentioned, my experience with Pisces, you know, family <laughs> and friends, and right. I have a number of Pisces. I, I think June is a popular month, you know, and so that's how we end up with all the Pisces, right? Okay. okay. That's <laughs> People go right. on vacations right. and, and here we go. Right. <laughs> but so the most difficult decision that you've had to make in your journey as an entrepreneur, and I mean, you can give us as much detail as you like or just difficult not even, decision. but talk to us about your framework, right? Because I feel a lot of time, I'm big on framework. You know, I, I just feel like if you got a framework, if you got a strategy, if you got a play you, without emotion, right? right? You just, you run the play, you execute the strategy, you use the framework, you get the result right. and you move to the next thing. So tell us like how the, the biggest thing that you can think of, the biggest challenge that you've had, the biggest what was challenge? your approach? I think it's switching industries. Like I was doing, like I said before, I had a medical firm and uh, for ten years, and I was so comfortable doing it, but it just wasn't challenging. Yeah. And and it, you know, and I just felt like tapping into something else would be more rewarding. You know, obviously, no no risk, no reward. And so, just making that transition and knowing that, like, you know, my finances are going to be a little different for yes. a while until yes. the until the trucking grew. I think that was probably one of the most difficult things to do. And then especially when you have a child, you know, every decision you make is going to impact that child, yeah. right? So. Um, I'm always thinking, you know, the school is, is, is expensive, so, you know, you got to make sure you at least can pay for that. So I think that's the hardest thing is when you go from one business to the next and you have that rough period for a while yeah. and not knowing if that new one is going to work. So I Correct. think that was probably one of the most difficult decisions. So you have a lot of belief in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I saw something on social media um, where 50 Cent. He, he was saying, like, people mistake his confidence for arrogance right. because of the level of belief he had to have in himself to do the things right. that he's doing, right? right. Um, so that's Michael the businessman. So talk to us about, a little bit about, like, Michael the man. What did you and Maddie listen to on the way over? Like, were y'all listening or were y'all talking? We talked. The whole okay. ride, no music was on. We talked. Um, we don't listen to the same music, so a lot of times I'm not allowed to play my music <laughs> in the car. Um, she sings a lot, so sometimes, you know, we'll just ride and she'll sing. But a lot of times, we you know, we talk about school, um, the progression of, you know, how she is now as opposed to her first year at Woodward. Um, just, just different things that she's going through. I love to hear her speak because she's so intelligent. And sometimes I'm driving, I turn around, like, what did she say? And she may use words that I don't, that I don't quite know, but yeah. she's just, she's really a brilliant mind. I mean, she's in um, all honors classes at Woodward. It's like amazing, right? To get straight A's at right. Woodward Academy, one of the best schools, you know, in the country. She's doing uh, phenomenal. So to hear her speak is just a blessing. And we use those, you know, we use that car ride as time to just kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Um, she's big on trucking. Believe it or not, she knows trucking. Today, yes. coming over here, she was talking about the payroll 
and how to do the payroll. Okay. And like, what is our pay structure? Get to the bag, man. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she's um. So to me, just just how she pays attention to everything. She knows the drivers' names, and yeah. so it's just certain things that she pay attention to in trucking that I don't think she she's really listening, but she is, right? Yeah. So that's important. Um. But I like Little Dirt, so I, I like you know I like okay. I like okay. Little Dirt, you know. But I also like Al Green, so I'm, yeah. I'm whatever kind of gets you hype. Yeah, There's no judgment here. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta listen to a little. Little rap music to get you going for the day. Okay, love it, love right. it, love it. What is your number one self care routine as a man? Uh, I like to keep my beard trimmed. Okay. Right. Um, I love my shoes. I see the beard I, is I'm, beard and the shoes I are shoes. Yeah, I love my shoes. Um, and then the gym. I like to hit the gym. Um, sometimes just even I'm just walking on the treadmill. Yeah. I feel like when I'm in that gym, I just it's like the energy is different. My mind is clear. Yeah. I start thinking about what's the next. What's the next business move? Yeah. Um, how to how to implement it? So the, the the gym is cool. Plus, I get to turn my phone off. Yeah. That phone does not stop. It does right. not stop ringing. So sometimes just to be able to detach from the world, um, is is always good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What is next for Keep It Trucking? Tell my rich friends what what's next? next. Tell what them what's next? next. Where can they find you? Oh, Where do they need to show up at? Definitely, All that definitely. Stuff. So I'm definitely going to do another rooftop mixer. It's important because we're able to fund millions of dollars to help push, you know, the trucking industry. Um, but you can find me at Maddie Daddy Time. Uh, I know it sounds weird, but that's that's pretty much where I'm at a lot on, on, on Instagram. Webpage is keeptruckingtransportation.com. Uh, you can definitely find me on that as well. Most likely we're going to have another event before the end of the year. Rooftop Mixer. It'll be right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, stay tuned for the date. Awesome. Yes. Y'all, rich friends, make sure y'all show up and show out for that one. So my dad's name is Michael. Awesome. Um, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not a girl dad like, okay. like Maddie. He wasn't present. Super. I know who he is. Right. I know enough of him, but not. He, it wasn't that. Um, which led me to have the belief that, like, you really can make it in this world without a dad. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I kind of felt that way when I made a decision to, you know, give birth to DJ at 17. I was like, well, I didn't have a dad. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm all right. So, you know, my kid, you know, just didn't have, you know, that structure and didn't see that structure either. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't even a ladder, you know what I mean, where you can look at, like, your parent. Or your grandparent or your great grandparent and you know see that structure and that really did cause me to make decisions not the best Mm -hmm. better decisions um you know in life because of that um and i think too what i'm realizing like in in my older age i know i'm all of 17 i'm trying to figure this (laughs) out but just even like relating to men, understanding how to truly relate to men. I think like a lot of times we give our men a hard time. Some people, some men deserve a hard time. Right. <laughs> but but at the same time, I feel like men, de- some men deserve grace as well. Do you know what I mean? I right. think that that's kind of missing from the culture, you know, in right. general. I mean, maybe I don't want grace. I don't know. But as I'm, you know, Getting older, these are just things that you know kind of come to. I'm a I'm a boy mom, okay. so I have one daughter, one biological daughter, um, three bonus daughters, and I have three biological bo- boys. And my mm-hmm. girl was my last, so I'm really a boy mom. So we're like kind of opposite right. in that. Right. But um, the day that DJ was killed, I actually had to go to Fulton County Jail and tell my other son his brother had been murdered. Mm-hmm. 
And that was a position that I never envisioned myself in, right? That's exactly what I was telling them at 16 and 17. You know, it's jail or, you know, not right. living, right? And I'm doing exactly what I didn't and never imagined myself doing. And, um, you know, so it's it's been a journey of, like, understanding how to parent boys. It's been a journey of understanding, you know, the dynamics of our African young men, because, you know, people will have a fit, right, about police brutality, but right. they don't want to talk about when African-Americans killing African-Americans, right. which is exactly what happened to DJ. So there are three young men who hate this day just like I do right. because they're in jail. Two of them will never get out. One of them will do is going to do a solid 20 years, you know. And so... From DJ's murder, I just began to process a lot of, I began to reprocess like my relationship with men, my perspective on right. men. And now I'm really in a place of where I want to understand like how to best support or better support the men that are around me, you know, and men that are not around me that are in the community, right? So I imagine through Keep It Trucking that there are a number of men who probably come to your program because either A, they can't get a job because they have right. some history, right? right? Or B, you know, they got money to invest because they might have made it the wrong way and they're right. trying to clean the money that they got, you know, or, you know, or maybe not. Right. They just come to you. So um, can you share a little bit about your perspective, you know, on the best way for women to, to work with men based on you serving men in your community? Wow. Um, I think a lot of times we just need that presence. And and because we're we're men, we're expected to just be strong all the time. But sometimes we just need that, you know, we need that encouragement and that push. Um, but what we do at Keep Trucking a lot of times, we we employ a lot of people who were incarcerated. We help people who are still incarcerated get trucks. That's so when awesome. they come out, um, they they don't have to, you know, they don't have to go back. Um, we just had a guy, Jake, I think he did like 10 years. And... Um, Two months ago, he came to me and said, hey, I want to drive for you. Fine. We hired him, of course. Mm -hmm. And he said he wanted to own his own truck. Just last week, he got his own truck. Mm -hmm. So it was just really just um, using our resources and putting people in position and just being there for them. As far as the the, the women, I think, um, like, obviously, I have a, I'm a girl dad. My mom and I are extremely close. Mm -hmm. And she's always just like that ear, right? Like, so mm -hmm. no matter what I'm going through, I'm, I'm 43, but I'm still a mama's boy. So I'll call my mom sometimes, <laughs> like, what's that church song you used to sing all right. the time? And so sometimes just... Just showing that, um, showing that support, so we can be a little softer, mm. right? You get tired and just being just that, support that man be, all the time. Yeah. Just being there sometimes, just listening, um, without a judgment here. Just kind of sitting there and just, you know, just letting us know that it's gonna be okay. Um, and it's unfortunate what happened to to your son. Mm. It's unfortunate that it's happening. It's more prevalent now than it was mm. even when you know when I was younger. Um, and I don't know if it's pop culture. I don't know if it's social media, but things are changing. Um, and so, you know, we have to use these platforms to teach and preach about yes, it. We yes. have to use our businesses to hire people who are usually um, not hireable. So um, just, just you know, women just keep supporting us and keep supporting this trucking. Um, believe it or not, you know, the growth of women in trucking is just amazing to see. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just amazing to see. It's, it's, you know, it's not equally yoked, but there's a lot of women in trucking that's knocking down that door. Yeah. And believe it or not, they do it a lot better than we do. Yeah. Um, so I think just supporting each other and, um, just, again, using our platforms to try to implement some type of change of what's going on. 
uh, with young men who look just like me, who, who have the same opportunities, and sometimes they just look the other way. Yeah, they don't realize right. it. Yeah, June is actually Gun Violence Awareness Month. Okay. It's gotten to that point now. Um, and I know the summer that DJ was killed, he literally was like number 24, and he was killed June 15th. Hmm. Right, like number that, that's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. That's 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 a lot. Um, hmm. And you know, I think now it seems like as a community, we're just starting to get numb to it. We do right. RIHs and RIPs, right. and you know, I mean, and not even just on the side of you know uh, gun violence, but even on the side of like incarceration is you know free this person, free that person. Right. It's like. That's not what I just don't feel like that that's not solution oriented. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so with proceed screening, of course, we are a 24-7 national provider of transportation compliance and employer services. We do drug screening, we do clinical lab, collection lab, um, transit, so your consortium TPA, okay. you know, we have a number of clients that we support. Um one one area that we're looking at is getting our education division, like our digital products for teaching people how to get into these businesses into some of the community organizations that support, you know, men. That's something that we're looking at is, um, you know, how can that be a benefit to men who might be incarcerated or, you know, who might be in a halfway house, if that's even what they call it anymore. You know, those things as well. So, you know, definitely if you're doing something, you know, with the prison systems and we can support you in any way, you know, let us know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. These platforms are important. It really is um, just to be able to get the word out. And I can see the pain in your face, <laughs> right? Um, and so it's unfortunate, but people need to see the effects. Yes. Um, you know, years later, the effects that it has. Um, once they make that that decision yeah. to use gun violence or drugs or whatever it is um, that's being counterproductive for our people, they have to see what happens years later to the people who are still here. Absolutely, because right. that was life changing. You know, that's mm -hmm. a whole nother talk show. But the thing about it is, and I, you know, I accepted. I said year seven for me is a year of acceptance, but it's also a year of understanding, expanded purpose. So, you know, you have. For, for Maddie, I imagine there's a legacy, right? right. There's a legacy you want to leave and there's a, there's a legacy you want Maddie to establish. Like, right. I think that's just being a great parent, right? When the, child, when the baby is born and you're holding the baby and you're looking and you're like, you're going to be right. Maddie Obama, right. you know? Right. <laughs> you're going right. to be, you know, Maddie Serena, you know, right? Um, but this is DJ's legacy. And so that's the thing that keeps me going is having worked with thousands of aspiring entrepreneurs who mm -hmm. are now securely entrepreneurs in the healthcare and transportation field, you know, serial entrepreneurs, people. I work with folks with transportation companies who, you know, add drug testing and clinical labs. So that is the sweeter side of it, right. you know, and we don't get to pick our purpose. Right. God determines that. Right. So, you know, we just work in the play, you know, so even though there's definitely pain in my face and in my heart, especially on today, but I'm also, I, I can't, I don't want to use the word proud, but I'm, I'm happy that the tragedy just wasn't the tragedy, right. you know, because if it wasn't for that happening, I would have never done this kind of stuff, right. you know?
Right. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Woodward. Um, we had a silver eagle. Sorry, not a gold eagle, but we had a silver <laughs> eagle. But Woodward is an amazing school. Yeah, Love yeah. Woodward. Um, I'm from right there in College Park. Okay, so it you're was, right there. Woodward was $6,000 when I was growing up in the projects. Wow. Yeah. If only For it was. Whole year? If, it, if only it was $6,000 now. Yeah, it's like $3,200 a month now. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, ama- it's, but it's an amazing school. Um, yeah. You know, it, it really is an amazing school. So it's, it's super nice it's like, to yeah. watch, you know, the clips that you share, you know, Maddie performing. And they have a great performing arts group, yes, they too. Do. Yeah, to yes, me, um, when we were considering where we went, and I remember, you know, they invited us to come see them mm-hmm. perform. So these kids are classically trained. Like they're the real deal up in here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a um, it's it's a good school. I mean, I'm really proud. I say it like this: Are you going to pay for private school or are you going to pay for college? You know. So yes, I'd rather shape her mind young. So when she goes to college, of course, full ride. That's what I expect from her. Nothing less. And then she'll be already prepared for college. Right? Yeah. She'll already be academically prepared. So. Um, and then I'm seeing her open up. I'm seeing her try different yeah. things, right? She's yeah. really a quiet kid, so to see her do Shrek and she goes out for the lead role yes. and see her start to sing, you know, at sports events and stuff, it's just, it's amazing to see her change within that last year. So it's, it's definitely well worth it. That confidence. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Before you go, we have something for you. Awesome, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, with it being Father's Day, we wanted to give you your flowers. <laughs> thank you so That's much awesome. wow. for. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for wow. raising a Maddie. You know, um, right. thank you for what you're doing in the trucking community. You know, thank you what you're doing in the community overall. I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't think I ever received flowers before. <laughs> Well, now you got you some. Right. right. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. So, rich friends, I hope you enjoyed this very special edition of the I Am Sheila Michelle podcast. It's Father's Day weekend. It's the anniversary of DJ. We call it DJ Day. And we are sitting here with none other than Mr. Michael Nams of Keep It Trucking. Make sure you follow him at Maddie Daddy Time. That's at M-A-D-D-Y-D-A-D-D-Y-T-I-M-E on Instagram, and you can also visit his website, keepitrucking.com, and keep it trucking. Keep it trucking.